I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's a little after 10 p.m. in Ukraine. Russia is becoming more reckless, bombing civilians, a children's hospital, evacuation routes. And many people are calling on the U.S. and its allies to do more to help. But what can the United States do without further escalating the war? Let's get past the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, we are continuing to monitor everything going on inside of Ukraine and also all the efforts going on around Ukraine Uh, We will note that the vice president is scheduled to touch down in Poland uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, We'll actually have our next segment. We'll be joined uh, from ABC with live coverage from Poland as the vice president arrives. Uh, A long list of things to to talk about with a a critical ally. And in particular, a lot of people want to know about planes, Polish planes, and uh, what uh, many in the U.S. have called a non-starter in terms of the way those planes would need to be transferred uh, around and how do you do that without uh, making uh, Russia declare it as an act of war. Uh, So we're going to break that down and dig into that just a a little bit deeper. In fact, uh, just about an hour ago in her press conference today, Jen Psaki said that NATO has logistical concerns about Poland's proposal to send U.S. fighter jets to Ukraine. A proposal from yesterday that fighter jets manned by Americans departing a NATO base to fly into airspace contested with Russia raises serious concerns for the United States and NATO. So the logistical questions here, just to put a little fine point on it, are things like how do you get planes into Ukraine in a way that is not escalatory? Um, And what are the logistics and operational details of that? Uh, Those are conversations are happening between uh, counterparts uh, at the military level, and I would expect any update might come from them. And that was Jen Psaki uh, just about an hour ago giving an update in terms of some of the the challenges in terms of how do you get those Polish planes into Ukraine. Uh, And and clearly there are logistical details there. And there's also uh, things that we have to consider in terms of what escalates, uh, what de-escalates, and uh, what is going to advance the cause. And and so those things are are just absolutely vital and crucial uh, and incredibly complicated. Uh, In the United Kingdom today, Secretary Blinken told reporters that he believes Vladimir Putin will fail in his attempt to take Ukraine. I'm convinced that uh, we will see a strategic defeat of uh, 
President Putin and the propositions he's put forward. Uh, we'll accomplish this by backing Ukrainians in their fight, um, by remaining united in holding Russia accountable uh, through the devastating sanctions, uh, the diplomatic isolation, and other measures. Uh, and we've already seen that Russia's failed in its chief objectives. Uh, it's not been able to hold Ukraine. Uh, it's not going to be able to hold Ukraine in the long term, again, no matter what the tactical victories it may achieve are. Very strong words from Secretary Blinken uh, saying that he's convinced that uh, Russia will fail. Uh, and he, he cautioned, he said, now, look, Russia may be able to achieve some tactical objectives in the short run, but they are not going to take over Ukraine. Uh, again, one thing to uh, to take, another to hold. And the one thing we've seen very clearly coming out of Ukraine is that even if Russia leaves all its troops there, uh, there will be an insurrection campaign uh, that will be relentless. And I don't think Russia's prepared for what that will look like or what that would entail. Uh, to that end, in, in an interview with ABC News, President Zelensky of Ukraine, uh, he interestingly seemed to, to back off a little bit in terms of NATO membership as he continued to press for help in other critical areas. NATO is not prepared to accept Ukraine. The alliance is uh, afraid of controversial things and uh, confrontation with Russia. I never wanted to be a country which is begging something on its knees. And we are not going to, to be that country. And I don't want to be that president. So I think that's an interesting uh, slight shift uh, from President Zelensky. Obviously, he's been talking about NATO for some time. And now he's saying, OK, let's let's just dispense with that. Uh, I'm not going to go begging over and over and over again uh, to be included in NATO. And I think what President Zelensky is actually doing is actually trying to elevate the conversation beyond NATO membership. And that obviously has been a clear point in all of this, that obviously if Ukraine were part of NATO, then there would be boots on the ground. There would be uh, physical assistance and troops uh, to defend it, because that is what happens in Article 5 of uh, the NATO agreement, that an attack on one is an attack on all, and we will protect every square inch of sovereign ground. And, and so I think what President Zelensky is, is saying is, look, don't, don't make us just continue to beg. Let's just have a different kind of conversation. And, and I think the question that he's ultimately leading to, and a good friend of mine pointed this out today, uh, as we watch all the atrocities going on, which atrocity is it that will change the conversation? Because there's nothing anywhere that says you have to be a member of NATO. Uh, and so it's a different conversation. Again, complicated, lots of nuances, a lot of things that we have to, uh, to evaluate and weigh in terms of the United States national security, in terms of security around the world. Uh, but I think that's an interesting thing to think about is are we – are we asking the wrong question and are we focused on the wrong end in terms of NATO membership when it comes to Ukraine? President Zelensky also went on in this exclusive interview with ABC to talk about President Biden and his feeling that the president and the country need to do more to help. I'm sure that the president can do more. I'm sure he can. And I would like to believe that that he's capable of doing that. And that's the voice, the interpreter there for uh, President Zelensky from Ukraine. And then finally, he rounded out this conversation with a message, not for Vladimir Putin, not for Europe, 
but for Americans. So we are not far from you. We are not far from you. And that's why, Americans, if you see and if you understand how we feel life, how we fight against all the enemies for our freedom, support us. Support us. And not only with words, with concrete, direct steps. Do it. And you... And I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll win, of course, together with all, the, with all the world. So I think that's an interesting plea from President Zelensky directly to the people of America, saying we are not far from you. Uh, that's why Americans, if you understand how we feel, how we fight against all the enemies, for our freedom. Support us, not just with words, but concrete, direct steps. Do this and we will win all together with all the world. Uh, President Zelensky has, has shown that he understands what it means to take a message and to position. And he's not the only one in his household uh, who's able to do that. In a, a rarity coming up at 2.50 today, normally the monologue segment of the program where I share some of my thoughts I am going to yield the floor to the First Lady of Ukraine who penned uh, a message to the world called I Testify that you absolutely have to fear uh, here and uh, it will uh, be riveting uh, and it's very inspiring and very compelling and does cause you to think again. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.